Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a dummy straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, America. <laughs> Sounds fake, but okay. okay. episode is really just sounds sick but okay sounds sick but okay coming to you live from this audio medium is a lot of coughing and sniffling and just stuffy speaking and just we probably sound terrible yeah i'm sure you can hear that we're sick yeah. I'm, i just continually keep getting sicker which is cool um, i haven't like riding steady on my amount of sickness for a couple days, but I know it's about to get worse. Like, I can, every morning I wake up and it's, like, a little bit yeah, worse. Yeah, today, today is the worst I've been, and my voice is the oh, worst I need to sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Sorry again about the fact that the musical is not actually up, but... Yeah. Not our fault. <laughs> yep, it's not our fault. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think our patrons were wrong. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you also to all the new listeners we have. Yes, we have um, so many new Our listeners. article came out in the daily, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. It was such, I read it like a thousand times because yep. I'm obsessed with it. If you're an old listener and you haven't read it, it is on our Twitter. Read it if you want. Yeah, I'll link it in this this week's, uh, like, cool. a description. Um, but it was very good, and I know there's a lot of new people mm-hmm. that have found us now. I posted it on Facebook, and my dad commented, and he goes, wow, I can't believe I was mentioned in a Michigan <laughs> Daily article, because they quoted me saying that, you're that your I'm fa- my father's daughter in the article. Also like, quoted wow, in that article is Sarah talking about how great Gassing her Twitter, Twitter, and I cannot, it also, like, isn't necessary. Like, it's funny, <laughs> but, like, truly didn't need to be included in the article, oh, yeah, which it is went, it was very funny. <laughs> Listen, constantly got a gas up. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was a really good experience, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a good article, so you should check it out. Um. Okay. So this week, the idea for this week's pod episode came about because I Sarah like, was procrastinating. I'm obsessed with Ireland. It's true. She is. I've never been to Ireland, but I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> And that was, I just, the British Isles in general, yeah. I think, are pretty lit. And I've only been to Edinburgh in Scotland for, like, two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Not very long. Um, but I was thinking about it, I was like, why the fuck am I obsessed with this place that I've never been before? And, because I was, <laughs> I thought of this because I was doing homework and I was listening to um, Irish folk music. <laughs> yeah, and I got a string of, like, ten texts. <laughs> like, Sarah was down the hall in her room. I was in my room, just trying to sleep, probably. Why were you oh, no. at that time? Oh, I was studying. Okay. That's why I kept, remember, because then you were like, alright, we need to both go back to studying, yeah. even though I wasn't answering you. So I was trying to study, because I am a working lady. Interesting. And Sarah, it's just a string of, like, fifteen texts about First of all, pod ideas, and then also a reminder of Sarah's love for Irish folk music, which I don't need a reminder of. <laughs> I have known you long enough, but, ugh, yeah. But anyway, because I, I do have, like, like, if you ask it a white American, like, oh, like, what, what, what are, are you? you? Like, they'll give you a bunch of percentages. Yeah. What um, are your percentages, Sarah? Let's go through the percentages. I don't really know what the percentages are, mm. but I am Irish 
Welsh, probably just all of the British Isles. I'm German, I'm Italian, I'm... those are the big ones. I'm, like, I think 25% Polish, and then, like, 12.5% Italian, and then a huge mix of everything else. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, though, is I am less Italian than I am Polish, uh, Mm -hmm. but this is what I look like. And I am Italian. I think you're more Italian than I am. Yeah. And that's what you look like. Yep. Genetics. Just, just look at our Twitter. The pale one is me, and I am the one who looks to many people not white. Yeah, but I am. So surprise. Um, but I feel very like connected to my Irish heritage for some reason. Yeah. Um, even though I've never been to Ireland, and I really, really want to go to Ireland, and so I was like, I'm kind of curious about this because, like, my whole because I mean, my last name of Costello. There are three different versions of that last name. Um, one is Italian, one is Spanish, and one is Irish. Irish is always the last one that people think of. <laughs> so, yeah, like, usually sound very Irish. Yeah, so usually people think that I'm Italian, and I'm like, well, I am, but my last name is not Italian. Yeah. And then in Germany, the second one that everyone went to was always Spanish, and I was like, what? What no. do I look like to you? Um, it's, it's Irish, but it actually, it kind of came from the Spanish one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But basically... My last name is Irish, and so my dad's side of the family, like, they, that's where I got my love of, like, Irish folk music from, and, like, my uncle one time, like, th- like, our, we have, like, a family crest, because, like, the, all Irish names have yeah. one, and my uncle, like, carved a wooden family crest, and it's, like, at my grandparents' house, like, your family is so bizarre, <laughs> we're just into that for some reason, um, and I, I have, we have a, a ornament on our Christmas tree that's our little family crest. It's maize and blue. Isn't that fun? It is fun. Um, which, that's our university's colors. Yes. Um, but, um, I'm obsessed with Ireland. And so I looked it up. I was like, why am I obsessed with Ireland even though I've never been there? And so I found this article that was talking about, um, why Americans never call themselves just, like, Americans. Yeah. And it was the story about, um, this guy who was abroad, and he, he was an, an American man abroad, and he was in a bar, and some, and he heard this guy's accent, he was like, oh, where are you from? And the guy was like, I'm from Dublin, and he goes, oh, I'm Irish too. And the guy was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You sound very American. Yeah. Um... And so he went into all of his percentages, and then the guy was like, like, you're allowed to just say you're American. But then he was like, okay, so why do we do that? Like, why do white Americans do this constantly? Um, And, like, a lot of times, like, Europeans or just people from other countries are, like, annoyed when people say that they're, like, from their country, and it's like, you're very clearly American. Um, Which is understandable. Yeah. Because, like, we're not. Like, I'm not Polish. (laughs) Like, I am not. Exactly. Um, so, cause, like, America's, like, this whole, like, melting pot, like, everyone's from a bajillion places, yeah. and in my case, all of those places are very white places, but I'm yeah. still from many different yeah. places. Um, and so there is something that stood out to me, um, in this article, this specific quote, and it says, um, but to be American, you have to do something that people of other countries have never had to do, which may be a bit of ex- exaggeration, but whatever. Um, you have to figure out how you fit into America. Uh, blah, blah, blah. If you come from one of the many groups that has been marginalized by that shared American history, whether it be because of your gender, class, ethnicity, skin color, or sexual orientation, it can be hard to see how you fit into America. And I was like, that's interesting. 
Like, how is my experience of my identity different because I'm American versus if I were from a place that, like... Because, like, American is a national identity. It's not an ethnicity. Yeah. So, like, if I were from somewhere that had, like, a national ethnic background, like, would I experience my, like, identity, including my sexual orientation, differently? And I... I don't know. (laughs) But, like, one of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about this was that, um, like, there's a... In the United States, there's a precedent for marginalized communities and how they're treated because there are so many marginalized communities in our country's history. Like, as, as a white person, I... I live a fairly privileged life just because I look the way I do. But, like, a hundred years ago, I... That would not have been the case because I descend from Irish Catholics. A hundred years ago, I would have been considered black. Sicilian people, I'm... (coughs) Mm. Specifically, so I'm Italian, but specifically I'm Sicilian. Mm -hmm. And Sicilian people were considered black. Yeah. Which, uh, no, they're not. Right. I mean, like... Sicily was taken over by Carthage, which is in Africa. So, like, it, there's some crossover. But, like, no. Yeah. And, like, because I'm also, I'm, I have Italian blood and then Irish Catholic. Yeah. And th- those were both groups of yeah. immigrants to the United States that were looked down upon. Um, like, even just, like, 100 years ago, even though we consider those people to be white. Yeah. Um, and so... It's like, there, there's a precedent of what we do when minority groups come into our country. And sometimes we accept them and sometimes we don't. Um, but, like, you know, we like pretty much any community in the United States started out as a marginalized community for some reason. Yeah. Even the white people that came here in the first place, a lot of it was religious freedom. So, you know, whatever. You keep making a weird position with your mouth. So I'm just like mouth breathing but I want to just like <laughs> you don't hold my mouth open so yeah. I'm like biting yeah, like, my lip <laughs> doing it weird. I'm sorry I just I don't want to like <sighs> I was like are you I could not tell what, what was happening there I'm um, doing my um, best so like then I was thinking I was like okay does that make it easier to like find community in this country or does it make it harder because on one hand there's this precedent of like okay people are used to coming into this country as marginalized groups so people have learned kind of how to deal with it. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, in the United States, if we're talking about, like, community based on, like, sexual orientation, if you're in the United States um, and you are a member of the queer community, that's probably not the only thing that's setting you apart from the quote-unquote norm. Yeah. Just because, you know, the United States is, you know, we're melting pot or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking, like, there are likely many things that divide you other than your sexuality, and so that probably makes it, like, harder? America's a weird place. Yeah, I think I think it definitely would make it harder, because if you even look at, like, the queer community or, like, the first every wave of feminism mm. is very white, mm-hmm. and, like, um, you know, black feminists really had to kind of, like, do their own thing for mm-hmm. still, because, yeah. like, in the normative feminist wave, they just, like, weren't included. Like, intersectionality is not something that white people are really, like, here for. Yeah. And so... Like, as a, as a group in America. Yeah. Yeah, at least. And so, 
Yeah, I think it would definitely make it harder if you are trying to be... Because that makes it, like, communities within communities. Because then you have Mm -hmm. the queer community, but then you have, like, the black community within the queer community. Yeah. That just separates it even more. Yeah. I I have a note in here that just says, quick reminder of the I thought you were American vine. The one where she goes, I'm a lesbian. And the guy goes, I thought you were American. I just watched that vine this morning. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) But, like... This doesn't seem related, but I promise it is. So, like, jumping back to the, like, ethnicity thing of, like, people being like, I am 12% this. Like, Americans always seem to want to have this, like, connection to their past, or they, like, fabricate one, because there is no one past in American history. Um, and, like, 23 and Me is a huge thing. Well, yeah, that, I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that, is, like, 23 and Me and all those companies have been huge lately. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's doing it. Even people I know that, like, I mean, I guess this is a different case, but one of my aunts was adopted from Korea, Mm -hmm. and so I think she recently did one, Mm because she doesn't know anything about her biological Mm -hmm. family. So she recently did one to be like, am I actually fully Korean? Yeah. So that makes more sense. But, like, yeah, people are obsessed with it. Like, Like, basically... Because the United States is the product of imperialism, <laughs> and then we imperialized other people, even though we said we wouldn't. Um, anyone who's been here a really long time, whether they're white or not, doesn't totally know, like how to, they got there. Quote what they are, as as yeah. we like to say in America. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I I understand that urge to like want to know. Like, I I haven't done twenty three and me, but my sister did, and it's like they're they're the it's same. interesting. Yeah. Um. So. Like, I was, it was very interesting to me to find out. I was like, okay, I'm less German than I thought I was. Interesting. What I think is interesting to think about is, like, because, I mean, if you if you think about it, uh, I mean, I suppose it depends on, like, if you subscribe to a particular religion or, like, how you think the first people came to be. But, like, everyone came from somewhere. People didn't yeah. just, like, spring up in Ireland. Like, yeah. they got there from somewhere. Yeah. But for places like Europe and, like, Africa, that was thousands of years ago that the first people got there. Thousands much, and thousands. Much, much longer yeah. than that, yeah. Like, thousands and thousands of years ago. What's different about America is, like, we just started getting here. We can and so it's, we can try and trace our yeah, families back. It's possible to trace it back. So, like, yeah. what makes me wonder, like, how long is that going to last of yeah. us being obsessed with this? Because eventually you're going to be 1% everything. Like, mm-hmm. even looking at me, like, I have two nationalities or, like, ethnicities, mm-hmm. whatever, that I can, like, pinpoint out, and the rest of it is a total blur. Like, yeah. it's a mutt. Yeah, it's like, I know I'm Irish, and I know I'm Welsh, but there's no way that I'm not from everywhere else in the British Isles. Yeah. Like, there's just no way. Yeah, so it's like, at what point are we going to keep, like having kids with each other until, Mm. like, it's everyone is just everything. Yeah. Like, how long is it going to take until it's not a big deal anymore how you got to America? Right. And it's interesting to see, like, which pieces of our, like, ethnic history we hold on to. Like, I'm very connected to my Irish history despite the fact that I've never been there. But my grandfather, um, on the other side of the family, who has a fairly direct connection to Italy because his grandmother was an immigrant from Italy. Like, when you think of, like, stereotypical stereotypical Italian-Americans, um, think of the exact opposite of that, and that's what my grandpa's family is like. And so it's just very strange because it's like, he is not connected to that culture at all, whereas I feel very connected to my Irish culture even though it's further away from me, like, in terms of, like, 
how far removed I am from yeah. it. Something I found out recently was that um, I almost had a different last name. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Um, so basically, my in my family, like my great-grandfather or someone, his, his birth name was Costello, but then his mom got remarried. And at the time, there weren't, like, a whole lot of rules about, like, how names work with divorce and stuff. And so he ended up just taking his mom's new husband's name and then he ended up marrying someone who was actually a um like a servant like a like a maid person in the family and she hated um his stepdad and so she was like i'll marry you but only if you go back to your original last name yeah and so i almost had a completely different last name that's not irish at all and wasn't it, your blood it wouldn't have matched the it blood either it w- yeah it wouldn't have been blood related and yeah. it's like would i view my history differently if I didn't have an Irish last name. What was the last name you almost said? Eisworth. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, sorry if anyone who's listening has the last name of Well, Eisworth. it's just dumb because it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's like, my, from my name, like, my favorite part of my name is my last name. And even if I, even if I did get married, I would never change my name. Like. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. Because I, my last name, like, I like it, but it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. That, that's like the main reason I want to change it. Yeah. Is just to get an easier one. Yeah, you know. But yeah, my, I for, I don't think, it wasn't my grandpa, but I think, like, his dad was, like, adopted or something. Mm-hmm. So, for us, like, you go back too far and you, like, completely lose everything. You just lose it all, yeah. And it's just, like, I feel like other cultures, they have, they have this interest, but they don't have to go searching for it because it's just, like, it's there. Like, yeah. like there's, there's, there's one or two national identities. Yeah. And you kind of adhere to one. And that, I mean, it depend depending on where you're from. I mean, other imperialized countries, like, people who are from Australia probably have a, a more similar yeah. experience to, to the United States. And then, and then you also have, like, like, black Americans. It's like, they have literally no idea. Like, if, if they are the descendants of slaves, like, there's they have, no way to know. There's no way to know. And, like, you can, like, look at your genetic history and try and figure out regions, but, like, you don't there's, know. There's almost no way to know. Because there's no record of it. How long do you think, and do you think, it would take for American to become an ethnicity? I don't think it ever will. Why not? Because, the re- to my mind, the reasons why ethnicities become ethnicities is because that group of people spends a very long time where they are at, and usually they adapt to the environment somehow. Like, like the reason why people from Scandinavia or from, like, the British Isles or super far north are super pale is because of, like, natural selection, right? Yeah. So, like, they were there long enough that that became their, like, racial identity. Yeah. And then they kind of, the ethnicity was kind of built around that. And I just think that because America is such a quote-unquote melting pot... We're never going to be able to define a single American ethnic identity. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the T. Um, <laughs> but, so then also just, like, back to the queer community. Like, <laughs> bringing this back to Bringing the- this back to our topic. Um, like, while the queer community does go back quite a ways, I mean, it goes back forever, <laughs> but, yeah. like, it wasn't always a community. Yeah, no. Um, the, the connection that queer people have to that community is always a learned collect- 
collection. It's always a learned connection. Like, very few people are raised being taught queer history and raised, right. like, like here's this thing that the queer community always does. Like, you yeah, know. it's very much, it's an adopted family. Like, you see mm. drag queens having, like, mothers. Yeah. Like, that they, it, I think that's a, there's a very symbolic reason for that. Right. Um, and also, like, it's, it's a history that's very specific to nationality. So, like, the things I know about queer history are things I know about queer American history. Yeah. Or, at the very least, queer English-speaking history. Um, so, like, there, there is no overarching queer history. Um, and so, like, there's no, like, one specific queer community, necessarily, if you're looking at it historically, that, like, a person can be connected to. And so it's like, I don't know anything about queer people in, like, like, Russia in yeah. the 1800s. I know nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, even, like, I was just in a queer media class, and we did a bit of queer history, and it went back to, I think the the earliest point we went to was, like, Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Like, that is, that was, like, the genesis of when, mm. it, like, the act of sleeping with someone of the same gender became an identity. Because before it was just a behavior, and yeah. until that time because of, like, medical things, people mm-hmm. turned it into an identity rather than a right. behavior. But, like, that's as far back, like, no one talks about the rest of the and world. And a lot of it's just, it's just not, um, recorded in any way. And, like, and, like, it, I know it existed, and I know that some cultures were actually very accepting of it. If you look at, like, the art of, like, yeah. ancient cultures, it's, like, that is very clearly, like, two men, What's like... <laughs> what's interesting, though, is that that conversation of behavior slash identity, because mm-hmm. if you go back to ancient Greece where guys were banging all the time, yeah. they weren't gay. Yeah. And we can't retroactively call them gay. Yeah. Because gay didn't exist back then. Right. Like, if those people were doing that stuff now and existed now, we would label them as gay. Yeah. But, like, to them, that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. That was just mm-hmm. something they were doing, and it didn't mean anything about who they were as people. Yeah. So, like, even then it gets difficult because, like... The queer community here started basically, like, after the wars mm-hmm. when people started going to the coast. But, like, for other countries, that labeling might have started at a different time. Yeah. Um, and for other countries, they may have been more accepting of yeah. that identity or just that, like, those behaviors. Yeah. And then they became less accepting. Than they, like, like, you know, I'm just thinking of, like... I, I read, as I was, like, looking up stuff about this, I read an article about this guy who um, is an American, and he is queer, and he was talking about how he wanted to go to Iran, um, where his family immigrated from, um, with a friend of his who was female who was also queer, and they were just kind of, like, concerned about their safety, um, because, like, th- th- and that's the thing about Iran, too, is that, like, back in the 70s, Iran was, like, a very, like, a much more, I guess, progressive, like, liberal view on, like, women and that sort of thing. But then it got, you know, change of government and that sort of thing got shut down. And so his friend was like, well, we could pretend to be married. And he was like, we could, but I don't think anyone would buy that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so they were just talking about, like, different places that are safer for LGBTQIA plus folks to travel. Um... And, like, not feel like they have to, like, play straight. Yeah. Um, I got distracted by that. What was I talking about? <laughs> um, I forgot what we were talking about. I but 
I have a thing about queer okay, history. Okay, then tell me. <laughs> what I think is interesting also about, like, how the fact that queer history needs to be, like, passed on mm-hmm. um, is the AIDS crisis yep. kind of wiped out all of that. Yeah. Like, it is difficult to pass on queer history no matter what because mm-hmm. you have to be in a group mm-hmm. and, like, you have to have people that are older passing it down. Yeah. And so... I think in, like, the 80s and 90s, that was a lot more common. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in cities, you had, like, drag houses, mm-hmm. and there were older people, like, teaching the younger people, like, their history, and, like, this is how our community acts. Like, here's a, here are the norms or whatever. But the AIDS crisis wiped out thousands of people, yeah. like, an entire generation of people yeah. that then were not there to teach anyone right. anything. And I, so we have a very different experience like, this generation, like, the millennial and the Gen Z generation of queer people, it's just, like, well, we don't know our history. Right. Like, and I think that's honestly, like, because I, I think a lot of people now talk about, like, white gays and how yeah. privileged certain gay people are. And a lot of me wonders, like, if, because the generation that died from AIDS would have been the generation to teach us. Yes. So is the reason that people are so privileged now and there's so much, like, infighting in the community and mm-hmm. so much of that, like... Is that because that generation is lost? Or is that a big part of it? I don't know. Yeah. Like, a lot of me wonder, like, thinks it must be. And, like, I think a lot of things have changed historically, too. Like, a lot of me thinks about, like, early, um, like, gay activism was, like, very outward and very public and, like, sometimes kind of violent and not very peaceful. Mm -hmm. And I wonder a lot about how, like, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, when people protest, it's a lot different now. Right. But I think that also has to do a lot with 9-11. Why people, like, after 9-11 happened, people were a lot less, people were a lot more hesitant to be radical in their protesting mm-hmm. and, and I, their political acts. And I think the the way people react to, like, rioting and more violent protest is very different now. Yeah. Um, just because, like, even me, like, as a, like, even if I believe in their cause, if some, if a group who is protesting gets too violent yeah. when I don't think it's necessary, I'm like... Yeah. I just, and maybe this is me, like, I think I'm probably romanticizing this, but just, like, looking at old pictures of, like, protests and everything, like, it just seemed like people were, like, a lot more willing to fight. Yeah. Like, and cared a lot more about what was going on. Yeah. Where people now, like, even if they were to be half as, like, violent or passionate, like, I feel like the way news works now would be labeled a completely different way. Yeah, and I I think, though, it is important to not necessarily always associate passion with violence. Yeah. Because they can lead to each other, but they don't necessarily have to. Yeah. Like, I am all in on, like, nonviolent protest. and But I, I think part of the reason why we can view nonviolent protest in the way we do these days is because, again, of, like, the American precedent of, like, how we got here. And, like, people always say, like, okay, Martin Luther King Jr. was more effective than Malcolm X, and Malcolm X was more violent, so, like, proof that... But, like, Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't completely nonviolent at all times. And also, if you look at, like, the Stonewall riots, like, that was the big turning point. Yeah. And that was extremely violent. Was it a great decision? I don't know. Yeah. Like, but I guess my point is people aren't as angry anymore. I think people are, I think people are angry. I, th- I think it may be true that not as many people are as angry, 
But I think I think there are people that are angry. They just they just don't do anything they with don't it. Don't. It's because we're in a place where, at least in America, it is less of a life or death situation than it used to be. Yeah. And so I think people are able to kind of just like set it aside a little bit more. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And, like, especially looking back on history, th- things seem a lot more organized into yeah. groups than they were. And, like, events make more sense when you look retroactively. But, yeah. like, a lot of me wishes that, like, it could just be like that again. That people could just be more organized and be angrier and, like, be moved more. But th- but then if you look at stuff like the Women's March, like, yeah, people are angry. <laughs> That's true. It, it's just that, like, when we're in it, we don't always see it for what it is. You That's know? true. Yeah. Um, like, if I had been alive during the Boston Tea Party, <laughs> even if I had agreed that the taxes were way too high, I would have been like, why did you do that? I would have been yeah. like, why did you waste all this tea? tea? Just because, like, that's the kind of person I yeah. am. But, like, in hindsight, it's a very, very important event in American history. The fact yeah. that, for those of you who don't know, uh, Americans got mad. Well, we were still a colony of Great Britain. We weren't independent yet. They got pretty mad about some taxes, and so they threw a bunch of tea into the ocean. They were just like, hmm, nah. <laughs> they, like, yeah, they, like, pillaged some British boats yeah. and just, like... Just threw in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, which is... Yeah. Badass. And, and, and the fact that I'm able to, like, I criticize, I guess, more violent protests is, like, it's it's a show of privilege as well, is that, yeah. like, as a white person, my nonviolent protests are more likely to be um, viewed with respect and viewed yeah. as valid than if I were a person of color. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely just me being able to come from that place of pri- privilege. I wish nonviolent protests always worked. <laughs> yeah. That's the tea. That is the tea. Um... Anyway, um, but basically, there is no one overarching queer history. Um, there is no, as much as we'd like there to be now, especially in the age of the internet, like, there is no one overarching queer community. It's not like there's a person in charge, and, you know, yeah. like, we've mentioned that before, like, it's it's hard to, you know... It's just very fuzzy. It's very the fuzzy. The boundaries are fuzzy. Right. The rules and the norms. Right. Because, like, when you have, like, a national identity, and you you know, are a part of that national identity. Like, there are, to some extent, boundaries, and there is, to some extent, a leader. The fact that Donald Trump is, quote-unquote, the leader of America right now... Not great, Not a big but fan. true. But, like, it is... It's... There is a more distinct boundary. Yeah. Whereas with a group like the LGBTQIA community, some people think that, like... And that's true in America, too, that, like, some people think that these people should be involved, and some people think that they shouldn't be citizens, or blah, 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 but there are still laws about it. Yeah. There are, there's still a hard boundary. Yeah. Whereas like, in the LGBTQIA plus community, there's not. And even with, like, just your ethnicity, like, you're either Italian or you're not. Yeah. Like, there's like, only... Maybe, maybe you're the one who gets to decide that, but, like... But, like, you either are or you aren't. There's you, no... You are the expert on your own, <laughs> like... Yeah. But, like, with the queer community... Like, even if you are queer, you don't have to be in the community. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... It's... There's no definitive answer about whether you're there or not. Mm-hmm. And what it means to be there. Yeah. And there's just... There's just kind of, like, these national queer identities and these, like, groups of queer communities. Kayla, stop looking at your phone! <laughs> it's a very funny post. We're businesswomen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
there are these like national queer identities and so then I was thinking about the ace community because because the ace community is as a group as a community not as an identity but as a community so young like to some extent it transcends that because it started on the internet like mm-hmm. it started online but it was also although it was started online and so it had a broader reach from the start like it was also a predominantly english speaking community a predominantly quote unquote first world community a frankly very white community yeah um and so like it has the ability to transcend all of these things but that doesn't mean it necessarily does yeah um and so like i'd like it to be a community that has like this like real international presence that like people can feel like they can be a member of it comfortably like regardless of their national identity or their ethnicity but that's hard (laughs) yeah i think because and i mean i'm not saying that like being ace is like an american invention but Mm -hmm. like it is a little, like, a little, a little bit. Yeah. If you're gonna think about, like, I know a lot of other countries, they worry about they're saying they worry about like, well, trans isn't a thing. That's just something like Americans event invented, mm-hmm. and you're not really whatever. And like, the the lack of sexual attraction is not something that's made up. Right. That is, but to but put a label on it and to is. put the identity on it is something that came from the Western I mean, world. All identities are constructed, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, this particular identity yeah. was constructed in America. I'm almost I positive. Think I want... Let me double check. If not, well, it was definitely they, they, an English-speaking well, country. He's either British or American. Yep. He's American. Yeah. David? David J. is American. David J., the guy that started Avon, is American. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think of him of, like, as the father of asexuality, <laughs> which I feel like I would. Like, yeah. he at least started the online community. Yeah. Like, it's in a very American construction. Mm-hmm. And other people may feel that lack of sexual attraction and feel everything an ace person feels, but yeah. then not identify as ace because that's not a thing. It's just not a thing. And I think that kind of brings us back, it kind of circles us back to the concept of, like, Americans connecting to these groups and these national identities it's like because there is no one way to be american because there are so many groups in america we want to put ourselves in all of these groups we want to put ourselves in all of these boxes um and so it's it's a thing that here you know like i identify as a lot of different things in america and like if i were raised in a different culture that I may not necessarily identify with all these different things. Right, you might not feel the need to. Yeah. I think it is a very, like, America, now that I'm thinking about it, it's just, like, a very clicky country. (laughs) It is. Like, it is, though, because you can identify as a lot of things, but, like, especially because, um, bringing in my psych degree, (laughs) there's collectivist cultures and individualistic Mm -hmm. cultures. And collectivist cultures, it really, like, you worry about the group more, Mm -hmm. your identity comes from your whatever comes from the group comes for the group but like as americans we are very concerned with like who i am it's very individualist yeah and so we are very obsessed with like figuring out who we are as people Mm -hmm. and so it matters a lot more to us to be able to figure out like where we're coming from and who we're like because we care about ourselves so much we really do um i thought of something and then i forgot it (laughs) oh also just like 
if you look at America, part of this is to do with just the sheer size of America. But people identify a lot with where they're from in America. The state, yeah. Like, I identify a ton with being from Michigan, with being from the Midwest. When I go elsewhere... Oh, I am a Midwesterner. I'm so defensive of the Midwest. Like, with people who aren't from the Midwest, I will defend it to the death. Yeah. Um, Well, because it's like, it's a different culture. It really is. Like, if you... And I think it, I think the only reason this happens is because America is so big. Yeah. And so, you know, people in certain areas tend to start being like each other and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you look at, like, the culture of the Midwest versus, like, the East Coast versus the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Like, things like... Versus the South. Versus the South. like Versus n- the Great Plains. Right. Ver- like, just the norms, how people act, how people drive in yes. every state is wildly Fuck California different. drivers. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> but, like, the words people use, I just got in a very large debate about pop versus soda can that mm. please be the poll of the week i need it <laughs> that to be cannot be the poll of the week. it's gonna be an extra poll Secondary you poll can't stop me it will be on there but like well i don't know where i was going you started this <laughs> anyway i just got very passionate um, yeah we just we feel very strong and i was saying okay like what about like other really big countries like like russia china australia yeah like to my knowledge they don't have the same identification granted um, Australia, I just don't know. I know some Australians I could ask. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, Canada, too, because they have, like, Canada. regions in Canada. They have their provinces. But I- The thing about Canada, though, is French Canadians yep. do feel very strongly about their culture. Yes. And they have several times tried to separate from Canada. Yes. So um, that, I think, is a bit different. I'm, I'm just looking, again, there's, I have a map of the world behind Kayla's head. Ah, um, yes. And I'm looking at Russia, and Russia's huge! Yeah, but, but people like, don't live all up in that, it. People don't live everywhere, and also we have, as Americans, we have a very monolithic view of Russia, um, and China as well. Yeah. Um, where, so, like, I have kind of one concept of what uh, Russian identity is sort of like, and it's not, it's not very nuanced, so it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, like, we, Americans are very, very regionally connected and, like, connected to our states and, like, even connected to where we're from in the state, depending yeah. on where you're from. Um, and so it's a very, these, these specific individual things are very, very important to the American identity. I saw, oh, sorry, I thought of an example of, like, that kind of regional thing in France. Mm-hmm. So I took French for whatever many years, mm-hmm. um, which means we also learned, like, French culture stuff. Yeah. And we watched a couple movies, because the French love their movies. Um, it was, like, some comedy about this guy having to move up to the north of France. Yeah. And how people just, like, I guess in the north of France, they have this very interesting, strong accent and dialect yeah. that's kind of mixed with other languages. Yeah. And so for that, I was thinking, like, people in the south of France and people in the north of France, from my knowledge, there is kind of, it's kind of how we think in America of people from the north and the south. Same, Germany is pretty similar, but but I think it's a very... In, in America, it's just, it's a very distinct. Yeah. Because there are, like, like, because there are states in Germany. Yeah. But, like, they're way smaller <laughs> than yeah. in the United States. And the country, like, Germany is about the size of Montana. So, like, that's... I also wonder if it's because of uh, the way our country was, like, made politically is because yes. there is such this battle over, like, the power between states and countries. And when yes. our country was born, they put a lot of power into the states. Yeah. For, you know, a lot of and if, monarchy reasons. But, like, I think that that must be a huge chunk of why. And if you look at Europe, historically, the groups 
the borders were constantly changing. Yeah. And so, like, there's this ethnic identity, but it's not always a super nationalistic view. Yeah. Whereas the American identity from the inception of the Civil War, not the Civil War, <laughs> well, yes, that, but the Revolutionary yeah. War was a very nationalist view of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the only other note I have is that, like, maybe American communities or communities from other, like, quote-unquote melting pot nations are, like, better equipped to handle, like, communities like the ace community that are, like, trying, like, queer communities that are, like, trying to, like, be more broad and, like, overarching just because, like, we we deal with those different identities on a daily basis, but, like, also is anyone equipped to handle that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's very interesting, though, and I'm, I think that ace as an identity came about in a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. And I hope people research it more. Yeah. Um, especially like media scholars, because it's, I think the fact that you can track the entire history online yeah. is like an amazing opportunity that we don't have with almost any other I identity know, of really, any kind. Yeah. Like the fact that you can track it from day one yeah. of when things are happening um, is huge. And I really hope that people study that. Yeah. Cause I think it's, as a study of, like, how communities come together mm-hmm. is, could be... Especially in, like, the 21st century. Right. Like, it's a... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, not world. just, like, sexuality communities. Just, like, as a study of people in general, yeah. I think is... And I'm a nerd, so whatever. Like, but, like, I just... sociological study. Yeah, yeah, I just think that, like, it, to not study that is a complete missed opportunity. Yeah. Seems legit. Um, that's all I had to say. Do you have anything else to add? Um, not really. Okay, cool. All right. Um... What is our poll this week? Well, I know our secondary poll. We'll, we'll do a secondary poll, but what's our primary poll? <laughs> the primary poll. Uh, huh. This is a hard one, because I know we have a lot of international listeners. Right, and I I also know that this pod comes from a very American perspective. Um, yeah. And... Sorry. Part, part of the problem with the American perspective is it likes to pat itself on the back, and so I may be giving more credit to America where credit is not due. Yeah. And so I, I'm sure we are. I'm sure we have. And so I just, like, I don't really know what to ask. Especially a question that isn't privileging the American perspective. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know even how to, like, write this in a question, but I just, like, because I know we have so many international people of, like, I want to know, like, is this a very American experience? Yeah. Or, like, are we totally off and this isn't unique to us at all? Like, we aren't yeah. special. I would like to know that. Like, how, like, the idea of, like, are we talking, like, queer communities specifically, like, the ace community specifically? Or, like, know. just, like, the individualism of... I identity. I think maybe like the need to identify with like the the great urge to identify with groups like what for your identity whether that be sexuality, gender, your hometown, any of that. Mm-hmm. Like is that something that you strongly feel or is that totally an American thing? Okay. So I would say I'm an American yes, I'm an American no. I'm not American yes, I'm not American no. Yeah. Yes, meaning I feel that. Yeah, like I feel that urge is something that like yeah. I have felt before or I recognize in the people around or me. Or that you feel regularly. Yeah. Not like a thing that like you felt one time in your life. Yeah, but, like, like something <laughs> you, that you understand. Yeah. yeah. Like I literally have a flag 
of my school's like thing yeah, other, on my wall. Other countries, American flags everywhere. Yeah, they don't do that. They don't do that other places. <laughs> yeah. Um, the number of German flags I saw while I was in Germany could be counted on one hand. You know how we like the flags are at half mast if. I don't even know the rules anymore. If if it's a important like a f- person dies, usually it's a political or military figure. Yeah. Well, how do you? Is there like an app that tells everyone <laughs> that owns a flag like, oh, today you got to put it down? I, I was know, walking so- on campus the other day and it was at half mast, and I was like, how did they know? Did George H. W. Bush died. That was a big one. No, it was it was like a couple days ago. Could still be George H. W. Bush. I guess I don't often stare at flags. Yeah, I don't know how how long you're supposed to keep. How do you know? Mass? Like, is there a website that like? I don't know. Tells a bitch. <laughs> no. Um, you know what's really interesting is that when I no. was in Germany, I saw like three German flags total, and my grandparents have someone who lives near them who has a German flag at their house, and I'm like, that seems so strange to me because yeah. Germans don't like to uh, advertise their Germanness. Just yeah. a lot of a lot of it's I think because of the, the history of the yeah. country. Um, and German listeners, you can tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. Yeah, but um. And so it's really interesting to me that, like, it's a very American thing for them to have the German flag up. The you know? fact that every sexual identity has a flag. Woo! So American! Whoa! So, <laughs> the fact that, like, I've seen a lot of people talk recently about, like, having a lesbian flag. Yeah. Which I think is could be a topic for a whole other time. Yeah. I think there's a lot of nuances with that argument mm-hmm. that get into gender politics. But the fact that, like... Every sexual identity has colors and a flag, mm-hmm. and like people go to Pride and wave around rainbow flags. Yep. Like, all what? Of, all of the U.S. states have their own flags. Most of them suck. I have a lot. Ohio's of is fucking round, dude. Yeah, Ohio's weird. flag is the only one that is not a rectangle, which um, is absurd. I don't care if you're from Ohio. Your state sucks. You will roast Ohio. Constantly. Your state fucking sucks dude <laughs> you might be wonderful but your state is not you um, probably are wonderful but you should leave your state you're too good I, for it unless you want to live at cedar point <laughs> i was just talking to someone the other day about how cedar point is the only good thing in ohio <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like cities in the united states have flags um chicago's is pretty well known the bear with, no, that's that's California. Jesus. Chicago is like the light blue with the star the red stars and sure. white. I don't know. I I'm pretty into flags, to be honest. Um but you know, that's a thing. Anyway, that's our first poll. Our secondary poll is what do you call a fizzy carbonated beverage? Pop? Pop. Pop or pop, no. Pop, soda, I think in, like... In the South they call it, especially Florida, they, they call, call it Coke. Coke, and then you tell them the flavor of Coke? I'm sorry, literally what the fuck? I think, um, Like, can I have an orange Coke? Uh, it's an orange pop. First of all, it's an orange pop, and second of all, there is such thing as an orange Coke. So do you want an orange Coke Ew. or a Fanta, bitch? Bitch. <laughs> I'm so passionate. Um, also, I think in, like, the UK, I could be wrong. I think they call it just, like, fizzy drink. That sounds right, but... Yeah, so that'll be our secondary poll. Uh, and there is a correct answer. There is a correct answer, and it's pop. And this <laughs> is ruining many relationships in my life currently. Anyway, um, hey, Kayla, what's your beef of the week? I had one. I was just thinking about it. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, I wrote this down on December 7th, 2018 <laughs> at uh, 3.56 a.m. Great. It says, artichokes. What even are they? So squishy. I don't even know that I would recognize an artichoke if I saw it. Wait. Oh, I was thinking... 
Really have avocados? Proof that truly what is an artichoke is my mind first went to an avocado. I really don't. Like, if you showed me a picture of an artichoke and we're like, this Can you not picture it in your mind? No, I can't. I can. Let me, hold on. Look I up, have, please look up I have artichoke. a vague idea. Hold on. Let me look this up. Which is also a shame because spinach artichoke dip is the best food Actually, in we, the world. We had that at Ooh, dinner last night. I have a beef. A beef. A single beef. Why do you just keep opening new tabs? Oh, That's not what I asked for. Yeah. Can I tell a story while you're doing this? Yeah. We got an email recently that I've yet oh, to reply to. Oh, that is an to. artichoke. <laughs> is there an artichoke emoji? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> Cultivated edible plant. Yeah, just like artichokes, though. Like, what, why, and I've never eaten one, so yes, get you them have. out of here. You've had artichoke dip. No, I've not. Well, you're missing out. Okay, well. Okay, first a story and then my beef. We got a very nice email recently um, from a woman who works in an agricultural department. <laughs> yeah. And so she takes a lot of data in, in about... Idaho, I think? Idaho, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, like, blow up her spot. But, yeah, you're from Idaho. Oh, sorry. Um, it's okay. She's, like, 20 episodes behind, last I knew. So she won't hear this for a while. <laughs> um, but she, like, inputs a lot of data about cattle, I guess, at data. her work. Data. 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 Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, and so she was saying that, like, it's funny because she's putting on in all this stuff about cattle, and then we say, take good care of your cows, and she was like, I will take good care of them, and it was the sweetest thing. Um, it was beautiful. My beef. Oh, no. She forgot it already. She's pulled a Sarah. Shit, I just had it. Was it artichokes? Oh, recently. I remember this because I have an Instagram caption uh, a while ago about how, like, our Quidditch team is number two in my heart, because uh, our choke dip will always be number one, mm-hmm. which made me think about how recently my Instagram has been being stalked a lot, oh. um, because dating. And these people are stalking me, they are mm-hmm. talking about my pictures, they are insulting my tattoo, <laughs> first of all. And then, which is all, whatever, I don't give a shit, you can stalk me all you want, except for they're not following me or Disastrous. liking my pictures, and it's like, am I just free entertainment If you, you know that they're stalking, they might as well make themselves known. I know. On your account. So, like, I just feel like my ratio would be a lot better. I'd probably oh have a lot God. more likes, and, like, what's the point? <laughs> you can find our primary poll, our secondary poll, or tell us about your beef of the week, or insult artichokes on Don't our Twitter at, at SoundsFakePod. Um, you can also find us on Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com, or you can email us, SoundsFakePod at gmail.com. Once again, I forgot to pull up the outro doc. Um, we also have a Patreon. So many documents, you guys. You should doc. see our Google Drive. It's Sarah made a new doc for winter 2019. I, I saw that. Um, Some organized business women. Um, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. Pod, if you want to give us your money, we would be so grateful. For we that. would because money currently is the only thing that will get us on Spotify. True, and we don't have it. We don't have it. So please, uh, we're poor. We love it. Um, our two dollar patrons are Sarah Jones and Keith McBlaine in the membrane. Our five dollar patrons are Jennifer Smart, Estrita Vanicota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, and Perry Ferry. Perry Fierro. Uh, thank you for listening. Harold Harold. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. Especially Especially the ones in Idaho. Idaho.